the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls. Over the last few years, I have built a business that allowed me to quit my nine to five, spend more time with the ones that I love, and live my best life. Now, I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with you. Each week, my guests and I will share actionable tips, tangible advice, and honest conversations to help you build your dream business. So get ready to take notes and put in the work because this girl means business. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of the Girl Means Business podcast. So just to give you a little behind the scenes sneak peek into what goes on in recording these episodes each week, this is probably my 10th attempt at recording this episode. I've had a scratchy sore throat, so my voice keeps cracking. I've had people doing construction outside the house. They're repaving our roads. And so every time I would start recording, they would start beeping or making noise. There are thunderstorms about to come through, so I'm hoping to get this done before it starts raining and just fingers crossed the power stays on. So in case you were thinking that recording these podcasts every week was just smooth sailing and it was a one take and done, far from the truth that could be because again, this is probably my ninth or 10th attempt at this and hopefully it's going to work this time. All right, guys, I hope y'all have had a great week. It is November. I can't believe it's already November. I feel like October flew by. And October is such a crazy month anyway, because you've got tons of things going on. I had a ton of sessions, a couple weddings. It was my birthday in October. It was a lot of my family and friends' birthdays. I had my best friend in from Colorado who was visiting. So we had a fun weekend together. We've had a little family vacation. There's just, we crammed, oh my gosh, so much into the month of October. And now November just kind of snuck up on me and it's here, but I'm excited because now we're getting into the holidays and I love Thanksgiving, Christmas. This time of year is one of my favorite times of year. I just absolutely love it. So I hope you're enjoying this fall season wherever you are, whether it is really, really cold or if you are in Texas or the South like me and it's just starting to feel like fall, I hope you are enjoying it. All right, guys, today's episode is a really exciting one because we are talking today about the things that you really, really need to start a business. It's really easy to get caught up in all of the shiny things about starting a business, and I want to break it down for you today into logistically what you really need to start a business, because this may be a lot fewer things than you probably think. And we're going to talk a little bit about the tactical things that you need to get done, the physical things you need to start a business, and then the sort of intangible. So I know that seems kind of all over the place, but I promise it's going to make complete sense. So stick with me. So let's jump into this week's episode where we're talking about the five things that you really need to start a business. All right, so let's start at the beginning. And let's start with tip number one of what you really need to start a business. And that is a very simple idea. Now, notice I didn't say an original idea. I think this is where a lot of people get stuck because they think that their idea has already been done. And so why bother trying? Because when you think about it, everything's kind of already been done. Nobody's really reinventing the wheel from scratch. We've all just taken it and made it our own. 
in my case, I started off with a photography business and there are a ton of photographers. Just to give you an idea, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, when I started my photography business back in 2011, 2012, I didn't really know anybody that was a photographer, maybe one or two people that I knew that had done photography or were like these super successful wedding photographers. And so I started a Facebook group for just women in my area who were interested in photography so that we could connect and talk about photography because Lord knows my poor husband was sick and tired of me talking about it. And I thought, okay, maybe 20, 30 people will join. This will be kind of fun. It'll give me somebody to chat with. And little did I know that within just a couple of years, there would be close to 3,000 people in this group. It's just, it's crazy. And it's been really huge at times. Then people have moved away and it's gotten smaller or people have left the group for different reasons. But that just goes to show you that in my area alone, I know Dallas-Fort Worth is a large area, there are a lot, a lot of photographers. And that's just the women photographers. And that's just a small portion of the women photographers who wanted to be part of this group. So it's probably only like a fourth or a sixth or an eighth of the actual photographers in my area. And so if I had taken the idea of starting a photography business and thought, well, there's so many other people doing it and they're all doing it so well, so why should I bother? I would never have started a business in the first place. Guys, there's always going to be somebody else who has a same idea that you do or a similar idea to you that doesn't mean you can't use yours as a really great business idea. So for some of you, you already have something that you are passionate about or that you really enjoy, and you can use that to turn into a business. So for me, it was taking pictures. I loved taking pictures, so I started a photography business. Maybe you love crafting and you love creating handmade designs, and you can open an Etsy shop. Maybe you love fashion and clothes and shoes and accessories, so you start an online boutique or a storefront. Maybe you really love gardening, and so you open up a greenhouse, or you love florals, so you do a floral design company. If there's something that you're really passionate about and that you love doing for fun, that's a great place to start when it comes to coming up with an idea for your business, because logically it makes sense. It's something you already really love. Now I'm going to pause here and take a little time out to say this too. Some people that I've talked to have made the comment that they are afraid to do or to turn what they are passionate about into a business for the fear that it's going to become too much of a job and they're no longer going to enjoy it. And here's what I have to say to that. Yes, that's definitely something that could happen and probably will happen to some degree because anytime you take something that you enjoy doing and you turn it into your business or your career, there's going to be aspects of it that you don't always love And it's going to have those times when you feel like you are now just doing it because you have to, to make money. But don't let that be a reason that you don't start a business. Because I will say that for me in the photography business, there have definitely been highs and lows. And in those low points, there have been times I'm like, oh, I just don't enjoy this anymore. But then I get out there and I do a session or I meet a couple for their wedding or I get into the studio for a boudoir shoot and it's just sparks that excitement inside me again. So if there's something that you really love doing and you're like, I would do this for free, even if I didn't do it as a job or a career or a business, 
that is definitely something that you could turn into a business. You just have to protect it and take care of it and make sure that you are nurturing it by being creative in different ways, whether that means that you're doing things on the side that are just for you, or you find ways to continue to still love what it is that you're doing. So don't let that fear of turning what you love into a job stop you from starting a business. All right, so let's talk about those of you who maybe don't really have a passion just yet or you don't know what you want to do, but you still love the idea of maybe having your own business or starting your own business at some point. So my tip for you would be to sit down and make a list of all the things that you enjoy doing. Even if that means you write down watching Netflix in your pajamas, because these days everything can be a business if you just find this right way to spin it. So make a list, keep adding to that list until something sparks your interest, until something piques your interest enough that you keep coming back to it. That's what I find when I make lists of things that if there's something I keep coming back to, that's typically the one that I'll kind of put a little star next to, and I'll put another star next to it next time I think of it, or I'll put another star next to it next time I come back to it again. And that's the one I usually end up going with because that's the one that keeps kind of coming up in my mind or that keeps popping up in different ways. So if you're still worried about you don't have this great idea, you don't have this great plan for a business, don't worry about it. Start making a list, start coming up with things that you enjoy doing or that you think you're really good at. Because sometimes guys, people make a business out of things that they're really good at, even if it's not necessarily their first passion. If you're really good at drawing and calligraphy, you could get into creating custom signs, custom invitations, custom all kinds of things. Even if that's not something you're super passionate about, but you're really good at it, it can become a really successful business. And the passion can always come later, or you might find the passion in other aspects of the business. So don't get caught up in this idea that you have to have this huge driving passion that you just keep up, that keeps you up at night because you can't stop thinking about it. That's not everybody's path. Sometimes your path is finding what you're good at and turning that into a successful business. So just a quick refresh. Number one is to come up with an idea, not an original idea, not a genius idea, not a Shark Tank inspired idea, just an idea, something that you're either passionate about or that you're really good at that you can turn into a profitable, successful business. All right. And number two, and real quick, if you can hear in the background, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, it just started pouring down rain outside. So if you hear the rain on the window, I apologize, but it just kind of adds a little cozy ambiance to the episode. All right. Number two, the next thing you need to start a business is a computer or a smartphone. So in this day and age, there's so much that can be done on your phone, on a tablet, or on a laptop. You don't need the fanciest, the most expensive computer out there. You just need one that works for you and your needs. So if you're starting an Etsy shop, all you really need is anything that has internet that you can upload and set up your Etsy shop to. That's it. You don't need the biggest, greatest, latest technology. And this is where I think a lot of people get a little bit intimidated because they start looking online. There'll be all these blog posts or you'll see people posting online with their fancy computers. And if you're doing podcasts, they've got these fancy recording setups and you don't have to have all that. 
And sometimes you got to remember that the people that you're looking at have been doing this for a really long time and they have upgraded from what they started with. So for my photography business, I started off with a Canon T3i camera. It was a crop sensor with a 50 millimeter lens that I think was maybe $50 or $100. And then the lens that the camera came with. And that's what I had for the first couple of years until I could upgrade to another crop sensor. I didn't even upgrade to a full frame camera for a couple of years. And that served me perfectly well. And honestly, I didn't really know what I didn't know at the time. So I didn't know what I was missing out on with these big expensive cameras. I just knew I couldn't spend three to five grand on a camera. And even now I've have gone back sometimes and shot with something less than what I usually shoot with. And it's, I can still create the images I want to create on those other cameras. So when it comes to equipment and that's, I know we were talking about computers, but this is just a little example. You don't always have to have the latest and greatest. You know, with starting this podcast, I was researching all the different software and programs and things that I might need, and it got a little overwhelming. And I really went into a Facebook group and I said, okay, just give me like the basics. Here's what I have. I've got a Mac computer. I've got GarageBand. I have a microphone and headphones I bought off of Amazon, or actually I didn't even buy them. A friend of mine gave them to me because she wasn't doing podcasting anymore. And what else do I need? And they were like, that's it. You're good. Like you can do it on this. Like you don't have to have a studio. You don't have to have a padded room that, you know, is soundproof. I'm recording this in my office. Sometimes I record it in my closet if the kids are home. Sometimes I record it in the bedroom on my bed. It just depends. I don't need the fancy equipment. I don't need the fancy studio. I just need enough to get this out to you in the world so that you can hear it. I don't need to worry about what microphone I'm recording on. And the same goes for you. When you're first starting a business, you don't need to have the latest and greatest. You just need enough to get you started and then you can upgrade as you go. Now, if you're starting off and you like are a graphic designer, then obviously you're going to need whatever programs and equipment are required for that for your job. So I'm not saying that you can get by with a smartphone if you're a graphic designer. You need you know what your business needs. But for the most part, the technology side of things, just go with the bare minimum. Because number one, you don't really know what you need yet. You don't know what you're going to personally need for your business because everybody's different. And the great thing about running a business, guys, is you can do it however you want. There are no rules. There is no rule book to tell you how to run your business. So if you want to run your business on a Mac computer or a PC computer or an iPad or a smartphone or whatever other technology you can find out there, then go do it. Do what works for you. But don't invest a ton of money into technology if you already have something that will work for you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. 
And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Hey guys, we're going to take a super quick break to tell you about the sponsor of this episode, which is the business box. This is the monthly subscription service for new business owners that is brought to you by yours truly, the Girl Means Business podcast. The business box is a really great resource for anyone who is new to business or thinking about starting a business. When you start building your business or an idea of starting a business, there's not always a clear cut path of what you need to do to get your business up and running and take it to the next level. The business box does just that. It's giving you monthly digital content that gets your business started right. So each month you'll receive a digital box in your account with tons of information around a specific topic. For example, box one is all about social media. There's tons of information in there about how to choose the social media platform that's right for you, when and what you should post on social media to get your business started and get noticed, how to use hashtags, how each platform works and how you can maximize it for your business, along with done for you social media content. Box two is all about your ideal client. We dive deep into figuring out who your ideal client is so that you can best market to that person. And when I say we dive deep, we have an entire workbook in there for you to work through that is going to get you very specific in who your ideal client is. Box three is all about building your website and creating an amazing storefront online that your clients can come to, to get all the information they need about your business. I'm going to walk you through all the steps you need of what you should have on your website, how it should look, some of the best platforms and programs to use. We'll do website audits to show you exactly what is working and not working right now in websites. And then you can always access the Business Box Insiders Facebook group where you get live Q&A sessions, tons of additional resources, and one-on-one support from yours truly. So if you're ready to grow your business, take it to the next level, whatever that might look like in your business, then head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash business box, and you can try it completely free for one month. That means you get the entire first month for free along with the welcome box. So you can try it out, see if it's right for your business before you start investing. And guys, I know that when you're starting a business, investing in your business can be a little scary. So the business box is only $29 a month. That means you get all of the amazing content and you get the support and community in the Facebook group, along with a few extra little fun bonuses, all for only $29 a month. So again, head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash business box to try your first month free. And I'll see you over in the Facebook group. All right, guys, let's get back to today's show. All right, so now that you have an idea and you have the basic technology that you need to get started, number three is you need to have a plan. You need to have something in place that's going to give you a little bit of guidance on what you need to work on. Because guys, there's so much information out there and it can feel really overwhelming. 
I know when I first started, I jumped into all the things. Everything looked exciting and shiny, and I wanted to learn it all. And you know, I'm a student at heart. I love learning new things. And so every time I would go online and I would find some new thing that would tell me, do this to start your business, do this to grow your business, do this to get new clients. I was jumping into all those things and I wasn't really looking at what I needed to do first before I jumped into all those things. So when you come up with your plan, here's what I want you to focus on. I want you to focus on one, what you need to do to get your business legit. So this means going back and listening to episode number 30, where I talked with Elizabeth Hill about getting your business legal. So make sure you're setting it up properly. And then number two, I want you to make sure that you are very clear on what it is that you offer and who you're offering it to. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, then you know I am a big proponent of really knowing who your ideal client is. So go back and listen to episode two, where I really dive into your ideal client avatar, and we talk a lot about coming up with who your client is. So once you have your business set up and you know what you're offering and who you're offering it to, the third step should be marketing. What is your plan to get your business out there to the world? Are you going to focus primarily on social media? Are you going to focus on networking? Are you going to focus on building your email list? So all those things sound really great, but you don't have to do all three of those. Pick one to start with. So if you want to start by growing your business on social media, put all of your focus on social media. Don't try to do social media networking and emailing all at one time because you're going to get really overwhelmed and you're not going to be able to focus enough of your energy onto one thing. It's that saying, jack of all trades, master of none. If you are trying to market your business here, 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 and here, you're only going to do about 25% on each. So if you narrow it down to one area of focus and get that really good and going well, then you can move on to the next things. So having a plan for what you want to do in the order you want to do it in is going to help keep you focused because guys, I fall into this trap all the time. I go on Facebook and ad scrolls by that says, Hey, try this for your business. I start clicking on it. I start watching videos and I go down the rabbit hole And the next thing you know, I've spent an hour looking into something that really isn't going to benefit my business right now where it is in this moment. So keep in mind that when you're starting your business, you are at the the start line. And so you need to do the things that are going to get you to that first one mile marker. Don't worry about the things that are going to get you to mile five. Just worry about the things that are going to get you to mile one and focus on those. So make sure you have a written plan of the things you need to do so that you stay on track and you don't get distracted by all the shiny things that you might find online. Okay. So number four is experience. If you're going to start a business being a makeup artist, then you need to know how to do basic things like create a smoky eye or contour face or airbrush someone's makeup on. These are things that are expected of you from your clients when they start hiring you. So before you start your business, make sure you have gained some experience, whatever that looks like for the business that you're starting. If you're going to start an online boutique, then make sure you understand the trends in fashion, that you know what other businesses out there are doing things similar to yours and research and get a little bit of information on what they're doing and how they're doing it. 
If you're going to go into photography and it's a skill where you're required to know the technical side of how to use a camera, then make sure you've put in the work ahead of time to know how that works. You do not want to be in a situation where a client is paying you and you're fumbling around figuring out how your camera works. So the best way to do this is to ask somebody who's already doing what you want to do if you can intern for them, if you can work with them for a little while, if you can just kind of pick their brain or shadow them for a little bit. You know, when I was teaching, we had to do student teaching. And it was basically the experience part of learning how to be a teacher. And nothing obviously can prepare you 100% for the things that are going to come your way when it's your own business. But if you can get some experience under your belt before you dive into it 110%, It's going to help give your clients confidence in you. It's going to give you confidence in yourself. And it's going to make sure that you have a really strong portfolio to put out into the world. So if you're starting in the photography business and you're building a website and you have zero photos to put on your website, then you're not going to get very many clients. So you need to find a way to either do sessions for free, shoot with other photographers, do styled shoots, whatever it is you need to do to get that experience before you start offering your services to somebody else. And again, finding that experience can look different depending on the industry that you are in. So make sure that you are looking to other people in the industry, asking for help. And I know this is something that people struggle with because they'll say, well, nobody wants to help me or my industry is so competitive. There is always somebody willing to help. I promise you, you just have to find the right person. And if you are reaching out to two people and they both say no, then keep reaching out. Guys, there's more than two people in your industry. And this is what frustrates me so much when someone comes to me and says, well, you know, I asked around, I'm like, well, how many people did you ask? Well, I asked this person and this person. Okay. Well, you've only asked two people. Broaden your search Broaden your horizons, people. There are lots of people out there doing something similar to you in this industry. Ask for help. The worst they can do is say no. And if they say no, that's typically because they either don't have the time, which happens, or they just don't buy into the whole community over competition thing. And that's their issue, not yours. But keep searching. Keep looking for somebody in your industry that you can mentor with, that you can work with, or that you can just go to and ask questions. Having that experience is going to be a huge part of what helps to get your business off and running because it's going to help eliminate some of the beginner mistakes that might come along when you're starting a business. All right, guys, number five. Number five is systems. This is sort of the logistical side of starting a business. It's things like, how are you going to accept payments? Do you have contracts in place? What about scheduling appointments? What about keeping up with client information? These are all things that you need to figure out before you start your business. Because again, you don't want to be in a situation where a client comes in to work with you and you don't have any way to collect their payment. Or definitely get your contracts in place. Again, if you go back and listen to episode 30 with Elizabeth Hill, where we talk legal conversation, you need to have contracts for everything. Even if it's just a simple written out agreement of what you're offering, what they can expect and have them sign it, that just keeps everything in order and make sure that everything is legal and legit. 
And again, you want to make sure you just have systems in place for what's going to happen when X, Y, or Z takes place. When a client calls you and you're in the middle of a grocery store with your kids, what are you going to do? Have a system in place for either getting a Google number so you know when it's clients calling you or have a voicemail set up that lets clients know that this is a business number. You know, I can't tell you how many times I have called a business number and all I get is, hey, this is Sarah, leave me a message. And I'm like, oh, is, this, is this really the business or is this, did I call the wrong number? So having even something as simple as your voicemail set up to say, hey, this is Sarah with such and such business. I'm not available right now. Leave me your name and number. I will give you a call back as quickly as I can. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passions, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Those kinds of little things that are going to let people know they can trust you guys. That's the biggest thing. You've heard me talk a lot about the like, know, and trust factor in the beginning. People need to trust you. They need to trust that they're getting what you tell them they're going to get and that they're working with someone that's professional. And I realize that you're starting a small business and it might be a home business. It might be a side business. It might just be a hobby that you want to make a little extra fun money off of. It still needs to be professional because even if it is a small home-based business, if you are embroidering things for people on the side of your full-time job and someone calls you and all they hear is, hey, this is Laura, leave me a message, you might lose business because you didn't have your voicemail to set up to say, hey, this is Laura with Laura's Embroidery. I'm not available. Leave me a message. Just simple things like that. Or I know for me, it came back to keeping client information organized. If you've listened to this, you probably have heard me tell the story about how 
I, in the beginning, kept everything in file folders in the office and I would write notes on little sticky notes and put them in the file folder when I talked to a client or I'd have to dig through emails when something came up. And I cannot tell you guys how many times that I had the wrong information for my clients or I went to the wrong place for the photo shoot or I had told them I would charge them a certain price or give them a discount for X, Y, or Z reason and then forgot about it because I didn't write it down. I was all over the place. It was a mess and it made me look really unprofessional. And so once I had those systems in place where I eventually went with HoneyBook and I now have my system in place to keep track of all of everything my client ever says or does or needs or wants or we agree on, their questionnaires, their contracts, everything's in one place. That made a huge difference. So even if you find a free way to keep up with that in the beginning, because I know that those systems cost money, but if you can find a system that helps you to keep track of all your information and keep track of your clients, that's going to be a big, big deal. And setting up an email account, guys, Gmail has G Suite. It's like $10 a month and it lets you use your domain name instead of gmail.com. It just looks professional. And not that Gmail's not okay. I love Gmail. I use it for some things, but I have a G Suite account. And it makes a big difference, in my opinion, when I can tell somebody to email me at, you know, hello at paisleyandphotography.com versus saying, hey, email me at paisleyandphotography at gmail.com. And there's just this different, you know, air about it. There's this different approach about it. People start taking you a little bit more seriously. So number five would be to get your systems in place. And I may have jumped ahead a little bit there because I kind of got off on a tangent, but just the basic systems. How are you going to accept payments? How are you going to deal your contracts? How are you going to schedule appointments? How are you going to keep up with client communications and client information? These are all the things you need to start figuring out before you get too far in advanced, before you get too far along and you have to go back and like redo things. Cause that's what happened with me with my client information. I had it all over the place. And when I got HoneyBook, I had to go back and kind of start over again. So my advice to you guys is start at the beginning, take a little time to research the things that are going to work for you and work for the kind of business that you're doing. And again, this is where that go and ask somebody else who's already in your industry, what are you using? You know, how are you keeping track of your client information? What are you using to take payments? Do a little bit of that research and ask people those questions. And that's going to help take some of the pressure off of you. Because again, there's a lot of things out there. You're going to feel really, really overwhelmed. And to help you out a little bit, I do have a page on the Girl Means Business website. If you go to resources, I will have listed some of my favorite resources to use for different parts of your business. So you're more than happy to go check that out. Again, it's just girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash resources. And you can see some of the ones that I have either used in the past or I use currently or that I just know are really good from other people using them in different industries. So, okay, quick recap to go through the five things that you need to start a business. Number one was an idea, not a creative, unique, genius, shark tank type idea, just an idea, something you're passionate about, something you're really good at, something you think could be profitable and exciting for you. Number two was a computer or a smartphone, just some version of technology that's going to help you do the very basics in your business to get you started. 
Number three was a plan. Make sure that you stay focused on the things that you need to work on first. Don't get distracted by all the shiny, fun things you see online or other people doing. Have a clear plan for what you want to work on first, second, third, and fourth so that you are not getting off track and you're staying focused. Number four was experience. If you don't have experience in what you are starting your business in, find a way to get that experience, whether it is working for free with interning or shadowing or finding a mentor or just going out and doing the work, get that experience so that your clients can trust that they have hired someone who knows what they're doing. And number five is get your systems in place. Make sure you know what systems you need for things like accepting payments, keeping up with client information, scheduling appointments, and having those contracts in place. So guys, those are the five things that you really need to start a business. And I know I said this a million times so far, but there are a lot of things out there that are going to help you get distracted. So just make sure you stay focused. And even for me, it comes to writing things down. Make that list. These are the things that I need. These are the things that I need to work on. Here's where I'm at. If you're at step one where you just need to come up with a plan, don't worry about two, three, four, and five yet. Just focus on step one. If you're on step two where you're like, I've got the idea, I know what I want to do, now I need to figure out how I'm going to make it work, then you're on step two. Don't worry about three, four, and five yet. So just take it where you are. Don't try to jump ahead. Again, I'm going to use the analogy of kind of that running a race. If you're at the start line, don't worry about mile five. Just worry about mile one. Get to that mile one marker, then you can worry about mile two, and then three, and then four, and then so on. Building a successful business doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes just knowing that it's going to happen, but it's going to take a little while. Guys, it's the long game. Okay, this isn't a short sprint. It's a long distance run. You're going to have to put in the time if it's something you really truly want to be successful and it can give you the life that you have been dreaming of. It is worth the time, guys. This next spring will be my eighth year of having my photography business and it definitely didn't happen overnight. And Right now, I am teaching you all the things through this podcast that I wish I had known when I started my business. So hopefully it doesn't take you eight years to get where I am or where you want to be or even further along than that. But I want you to know that it's not going to happen in a day or a week or a month or even a year sometimes. There are going to be things that are going to be struggles. There are going to be things that take a little bit longer based on how much time and energy and resources you can devote to your business. But don't let that discourage you. Okay. Don't let the fact that you're on step on step one and somebody else is on step five or 10 discourage you. Don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle because we've all been there. Everybody starts in the same place. Everybody starts at the start line. Okay. If some people run a little faster or they've been doing it longer, that's great for them. But you need to focus on where you are in your business right now. Don't worry about where anybody else is and don't worry about where you think you should be because where you are is right where you should be. And one last thing I want to say before we wrap up this week's episode, and it goes back to the number one tip, which was the idea. 
One of the things that I have really struggled with when it came to starting this podcast and starting the business box and the whole girl means business idea was that there's so many other people out there who are doing it and doing it really, really well. And it, I allowed that to keep me from doing this for a really long time. But what I've learned and what I've come to realize is that somebody listening to this needs to hear what I have to say from me. That the difference in girl means business versus somebody else who's doing something similar is me. Is that I, whether it's the way I say something or the way I don't say something or what I have to offer, somebody needs what I'm offering. And so the same goes for you. If you are sitting here thinking, well, I really, really want to start my own clothing company or my own boutique. But you know, there's just so many boutiques out there. There's so many people who are doing that. And I just don't know what I have to offer. You are what you have to offer, honey. You, you are the, the it factor. You are the X factor in your business. And somebody needs what you are offering because it's not going to be exactly the same as what somebody else is doing. And don't try to copy what somebody else is doing because you need to bring your own flair to what you're offering. I know that I have a personality type that some people are going to really connect with and resonate with and others aren't. And that's okay because I'm not trying to be just like Jenna Kutcher or Amy Porterfield or Rachel Hollis or any of those other amazing people out there who are doing things incredibly well on their own way. That's not me. And so if you are looking at your idea and you're going, oh, I just don't know, just know that it's you have something that somebody needs. And so if you have this desire to start a business, if it's something that's been on your heart and on your mind for a really long time, there's a reason. Because somebody out there needs what you have to offer and you're the only person that can do that. Nobody else can do that. And I talk a lot about other podcasts I listen to, and I'm kind of on a soapbox right now, but I, again, I feel like this is something that's on my heart that I need to share with y'all. I was listening to an episode of How I Built This, and she, they were interviewing the lady, and I can't remember what her business was. I'll have to go back and look. She started multiple businesses, and one of the things that she said was that, you know, I didn't do anything revolutionary because I didn't build a business that was brand new to the market. There were other people out there doing the same thing. She was, but I knew that someone out there needed it to come from me. Someone out there, and obviously a lot of someone's because she was super, super successful. A lot of people needed to hear it from her or needed the product to come from her and not from somebody else because of some way or shape or thing or item or tweak that she was going to put on it that was her own, that made it appealing to certain people. So whatever it is you're thinking about doing, whatever your step one is, whatever your idea is, just know that if it's been on your heart to start something, it's because somebody out there needs to hear what you have to say or needs the product you're about to give them. So you can't deny them that. So if you're on the fence about starting a business, just do it. Because right now you're keeping somebody else, you're denying them the product or service that you have on your heart to start and you need to put it out into the world. Okay, 
getting off my soapbox now. I am just, as you can tell, really, really passionate about this, guys. I'm, I just love when people can bring their vision and their dreams to life. So I hope that this has inspired you to get your idea out there, to start building your business, and I want to hear about it. So head over to the Girl Means Business Facebook group. If you haven't already joined the group, request to join. Share your ideas. Share what you're thinking about doing. Ask questions. Let's get that conversation going over there in the Facebook group. All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy this first week of November. Let's get ready for some holidays. I'm super excited. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye, guys. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you never miss when a new episode goes live. Then head over to iTunes and leave a quick review to let other people know just how much you loved it. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.